I got to fix that. That's no good. We need the real version. That version's too slow. Hey, Here we go. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt Underground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in to find out all the latest news. Let's go, Rangers. Can't get fired up for the show with the slow version. There we go. Hello there. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Shirt Underground Show with Jim. And I promise Eddie at some point he will be along shortly. He was having a little uh, technical issue there. That's why we got a late start. I was waiting for him to uh, get it all together, but we didn't want to get deleted as we've had happen before. If we don't start the show within 10 minutes of our start time, they just delete us right off Facebook. So I had to start solo without him. And then I was playing the, uh, the theme song there through our, our new soundboard, but we gotta, gotta get a different file for that because it just played too slow. So then I had to do it the other way because I don't wait. Can't get fired up for the show with that, uh, slow version there. It's like a waltz almost because everybody sounds like this. So here we are. Today is, is Tuesday. It is November 5th. The Rangers have won two out of their last three. How do you like that spin? Two out of their last three. The Rangers have won 66% of their last three games. 
or if you're rounding up, 67%. And uh, a disappointing loss last night. <clears throat> I think the uh, I think the Black Cat at Giant Stadium ran across uh, ran across the MSG ice as well. The Rangers with a lackluster performance. The Giants with a lackluster performance. Just a horrible, horrible Monday night of sports. And if you're a Jet fan, it has been a horrible. It was a horrible two days of sports. Because at least we had the Rangers winning on Saturday down in Nashville. Nice win down there for the Rangers. But uh, then it all went to shit, starting with the Jets on Sunday, losing to the previously winless Dolphins. And then we had the Giants last night and the Rangers last night. And as I told Jen last night, I said the Giants would stay in this game just long enough to make me have to stay up well past my bedtime, which they did. And uh, <laughs> and uh, that's what they did. And with, when uh, there was seven minutes left in that game and Dallas scored and made it 30-18, to 18, I shut the TV off. I said, good night. And by the time I got into bed, it was 37-18. to 18, And I said, well, I didn't miss anything. So... <clears throat> yeah, and oh, as and as Ryan Leach, uh, as Ryan Leach Mel mentioned, Carlos Beltran also hired by the Mets as manager. And depending on how you feel about that, that may just extend the horrible sports weekend for New York sports. And I saw that uh, I was going to wait for Eddie, to, but I'll mention this now. I saw that uh, I guess Mike Francesa is once again leaving WFAN. He'll be moving to the Radio.com app, which I guess was expected by some which I believe now makes Eddie and I the longest continuous New York sports-related broadcast uh, on air because I looked at Joe. Joe took a – Joe Benengo and Evan have been together for a long time on the fan, but Joe took a break because uh, he had some woman uh, accusing him of all kinds of things, and so he took a leave of absence, whereas Eddie, Eddie and I have never taken a leave of absence, only our senses. So – and hopefully Eddie will be along here in just a minute. Let's see if I have any Facebook messages from him. Nothing yet. He usually keeps me. Uh, if something's gone really wrong, he'll usually let me know. F yeah, Fartgate got him. I guess so. I, I still haven't watched that video that people were talking about where supposedly he farts on air, and then he spent six minutes explaining how he didn't fart on air. But he's also he also fell asleep on the air and then tried to cover that up for a long time, too. So anyway, I'm sure Eddie will be here soon and we'll get things going. For those of you that were inquiring as to my Steve Gelb story, since Eddie's part of it, I don't I don't really have to have him here to tell this story. So how about we'll uh yes. Yes, Ryan, I most certainly have. I probably I probably already in this show at pizza for dinner. So it it'll happen. It's bound to happen at some point. Anyway. So I'll tell you, the, here's the Steve Gelb story. For those of you that saw my, my comment on Facebook um, with him interviewing Carlos Beltran, Steve Gelbs is this uh, little pansy-ass, uh, boring, John Giannone clone, sideline, third-base dugout reporter for sports, uh, for uh, SNY, the network that covers the Mets. And years and years and years ago, many moons ago, Steve Gelbs was a regular caller into this show, a regular caller would call every week. We had like, I mean, he was like a regular caller. We had, he was nice guy. Come on the air, talk to us, but he was a nobody. He was just, he was just Steve when we knew him. I mean, he was absolutely nobody. And, um, and this was at the same time that the, uh, 
that the Rangers, where we had finally, after months and months of trying, had finally started to break the ice, pun intended, with the Rangers, and to the point where, you know, hopefully we were going to start working together a little bit, maybe getting a guest here and there. They were going to start, they had shown an interest, which now I know was all bullshit, but they had shown an interest in our show. And now, but this is this is all transpiring at the same time that Steve Gelbs is a part of our show. But Steve Gelbs, like I said, at the time was an absolute nobody. So anyway, so the Rangers had come to us and asked for, you know, asked for information about our show, how we did it, what network we used, how we went about getting guests, things like that. How many people were listening? Did we have any advertising? And you know, at the time I was dumb and naive and I bought into every, all of it. And then the next thing we know, Steve Gelb stopped calling in. And then the Rangers announced on their, uh, Sean 2010, probably, probably in the summer of 2010, if I had to guess. Um, I don't think it was 2009, so it was more than likely 2010. All right. I think we've got Eddie. So let's bring Eddie in real quick. Papa, can you hear me? I think I can hear you. Papa can. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together on your feet like Gloria Stefan said. Here he is, Edward Beauregard Geik. He is here uh, at the fan's request. I am telling the Steve Gelb story. I figured I'd vamp while I was waiting for you. So I'm, so I'm right in the middle of the Steve Gelb. Oh, vamp away. All right. So you finish your to-go cup there, and, and I'll tell my story, our story. So a couple, so then after, <laughs> there goes the to-go cup. So after, uh, yeah, Gelbs is like, he's a kid. He's just a kid. And uh, so all of a sudden, Gelbs disappears. The Rangers announce on their website that they're going to have their own podcast. And I can't remember what the name of it was because there's been like five other attempts at a podcast by that website ever since. But that they were going to have this podcast hosted by, Steve Gelbs and Jim Cerny. And I went ballistic. I went absolutely apeshit over this and came on the show and blasted Steve and blasted Jim Cerny and blasted the Rangers. And and a couple of days later, I got this nasty, nasty phone call. I wish I had it recorded. Got a nasty phone call from Steve Gelbs screaming at me. Who do I think I am? How dare I? And I, I, I called him every name in the book. So Steve Gelbs is just a horse's ass. He's a piece of shit. And I hope he never gets any further than interviewing Carlos Beltran's athletic supporter on SNY because he sucks. He's boring. He's bald. He's bald. I'm 25 years older than Steve Gelbs, and I have twice as much hair as he does. So, Steve Gelbs, F you. And there you have it. Eddie, good evening, and how are you? How are you? I'm so disgruntled with technology right now. God, I had everything set up. I was ready to go. And then some uh, gremlin got inside my computer. I got a new computer here. And uh, it works great. But there's a lot of bells and whistles I don't know about. Some unfamiliar places I have to venture into. <laughs> got the old Tandy 1000 fired up over uh, there. And it uh, just ain't cooperating. Dude, let me tell you. I bought a, what they call a gaming computer. And I didn't realize that this gaming computer has no... It's a lot uh, of for schnagels. 
I go for the big bucks. When I go, I go my, big. <laughs> my son's got one of those things worth it. It's like he, he didn't have a car for a while, but he had a gaming computer. This thing's like a $1,500 machine. Dude, he brought it here when he came to stay when we were at the Vegas. He dude, brought it here. Let me show, like let me show the fans dude. at home. Yeah, here we go. Computer looks like. Oh my yeah, this is yeah, lights. Wow. Look at this. This looks like the opening night intro at at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I mean And now number twenty four, Capo Caco. I mean this thing is sick. The only thing it doesn't have is a DVD or C D player in it. (laughs) So it's like I found out I was trying to install something. Not that you really need that nowadays. DVDs and CDs on a computer are pretty much obsolete at this point. You know, you stream whatever you got from your computer, or whatever, what have you. But right. But it, it's it's it some new things, and the, the the volume settings were all screwed up. I had them all set, and then uh, we did the practice show the other day, and all of a sudden it, it goes kapoop up and I'm sweating over here, pissed off, yelling, screaming, "What the fuck!" But everything's okay. Uh, didn't ruin my mood. The venom that you spewed, Steve Gelbs, got me right into show mode. Right. Yeah, Steve Gelbs, I don't know, they just mysteriously. And I think as I remember, there was so many, many uh, <coughs> that's the word I'm looking for, in, in, incarnations. Incarnations. That of yeah. that. Broad, I, don't, I remember they, we, we used to make fun of them because they're the same, like, they once they got done with the Ranger alumni, they were done with guests. They didn't have anybody else. So it was like right. Dave Maloney. Right. They trotted Lennon. out everybody they could get a hold of for for a hundred bucks for the '94 team, and then that, and everything was pre-recorded. Nothing was live. I mean, who cares? I mean, come on. It, it was piss poor. But and, what do you expect? Uh, yeah, but Gelbs wasn't he kind of like hanging around? Uh, was he a banter guy or something? He was like loosely. I don't know. He, he may have had his own website or something. And I don't. No, I don't think so. Huh? I don't think so. I, 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 unless I have the story wrong, he was a complete nobody. He was just. Did he come he into our rooms? Steve all? from Syosset when he, you know, or wherever, you know, when he was calling in. Vinny from oh. Queens. Well, speaking of which, uh, I got uh, somebody. Uh, I don't know if you'll remember them. I certainly remember. Do you remember Grabby from the old yes. Block Talks? That we he heard recently from him. reached out to me. Yeah, me, me as well. Mike. Oh, Carmen. good, good. Mike. And, uh, Michael Carmen, I think, is his name. Yeah, Mike. Uh, it's so funny. You still remember these screen names like years and years. I mean, you know. Right. Barzilli, Master of Brutality. I mean, you know, all those chat room names from Blog Talk. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, Gelb's Venom. Well, listen, anybody who makes it and makes money out of this, uh, we do have Venom for. I'm glad he didn't make it in the hockey world. I mean, the Mets world, whatever. That made Kevin Burkhardt a star. Right. uh, But not Steve Gelb's. No, it's not happening for Gelb's. All that made him was bald. Hey, listen, uh, our friend Colin Cosell is employed by the New York Mets. Yes, he is. Also, he's doing some kind of lacrosse thing. Yeah, at the uh, at the Coliseum or or somewhere. I, yeah, I, I, mean, the, I don't remember the name of the team, but, um, yeah, good for him. Ryan Leach mentioning the great stand from Bayside who could not make 
the Facebook conversion. He right. was left behind. Yeah, we had to. Yeah, <laughs> we might have. Listen, you know. <laughs> He was kind a of victim like a, of technology. Uh, we had to leave Stan on the battlefield as we moved on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he started warming up towards to uh, towards us at the end, but oh, I get that thing straightened out. Yes, hopefully Stan still catches us on podcast. Yeah, we go to the city. I ain't going to that. Right. He's one of those dudes. Right. Speaking of, we are only eighteen days away from the viewing party. So funny that date has been. I've been hammered with people asking me to do stuff on that date, and I've had to refuse because of the great viewing party we're having. Yep. It seems like the twenty third is a hot date. It's, well, it's the weekend before Thanksgiving. We will be at Slattery's. Slattery's, and in case uh, in case anyone needs a refresher, here it is. Can't hear it. You can't hear that? As long as they can hear it, I don't care. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the, the coat rack bit. It is. It is. We can't. Why can't they hear this? See? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Silence. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, to answer Ryan Leach's question, when you fix this, I have not farted on the air. I think I've shit myself. I don't think I've ever farted while on the air. Uh, see, when I shut down my computer, all my settings. Let's hold this on. This is what tell happened me, to me, I think. Uh, all my settings got changed here. Hold on. Can you guys tell me if you guys can hear this? I can uh, tell you. All right. Well, yeah, you can tell me. Uh, here, can you hear this? Did I miss something yes. here, Joe? Let's play it slow again. Did I miss something here, Joe? And why can't... Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Word it to a wave. I heard that. Did I miss something here, Joe? Okay, now can you hear it? Yes? Yeah, but it's playing slow again. Yeah, it's just, it's that particular file. Um, okay. All right. Is this the test show again? Uh, right, the test show. All right, there we go. Yeah, it changed all my settings, and I didn't realize it. All right, I got to just look. Every week we learn something here. <laughs> uh, so uh, what do we got here? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's so... I noticed that this is something that's totally off topic. Wait, are you still fiddling around with that so I can? No, I, I'm good, but go ahead. Oh, no, forget about that. No, I, no, go ahead. I noticed that a lot of, um, see, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. Right. Not because of any information I could glean because they don't talk about any of the sports I like. So, and nothing really like, you know, who wants to hear about the Jets? I mean, really, from my point of view, the last thing you want to hear. So, when they talk about, basketball. I know it's a lot of these older guys who really aren't hip to what's going on. Uh, when they don't know a guy's name, they just call him the kid. Oh, that kid is going to get paid a lot of money. Like Francesco goes on 20 minutes about the kid. You don't know who he's talking about. Right. Oh, that kid's good for a good payday. Oh, that kid, that kid. I think these guys go senile. I think it's a Sam's problem. 
now also uh, I have I have a, a clip that I found. It's from these guys. Their names are uh, what were their names? Bears, Boars, Boars, and Bernstein, who used to be on a radio station in Chicago called Six Seventy The Score. Mm-hmm. And I found a I found a three minute clip where all they do is make fun of Sam Rosen. Really? And this clip is like ten years old. I can't believe we've never come across this before. It it's pretty funny. It's it's mostly based on his NFL because they wouldn't, you know, in Chicago they're not gonna know much about right. his, his hockey stylings or lack thereof. But it's pretty funny. I and it's three minutes long. I cut it into two pieces. And we could play that if you want to at some point. <laughs> I thought it was pretty Yeah, funny. we played towards the end of the show after. What a show. What a show. Right. Um, you know. And I told Cutsy to come on with trivia later because I have something special for him, too. You going to blow him up? You got the no. sound? No, no, no. I have. Nope. Uh, there's there's a very something very nice for him, actually. He's going to love it. Wow. He's okay. going to love it. So. All right, so we had this game last night. I don't know. I don't know where you want to start. You want to talk about Nashville? I mean, we talked about the Nashville game a little bit the other night. Uh, yeah, but that wasn't I don't an know. official broadcast. I mean, you know. Right? Is this? <laughs> I mean, not so far, but it's, it's headed that way. <laughs> we're still, we're still working on it. Uh, so, Kid Ryder. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that was Michael Silvers. That was a good one. Uh well, yeah, let's uh, start with the Nashville game. Uh, I mean, they were terrific. I mean, uh, they played three periods of solid hockey. Um, you know, uh, I was so stunned by the, the the age of the average age for the Rangers was like, was it seven guys under 21? Yeah, seven guys, twenty-one or under. I mean, that is absolutely nuts. It is. And you go into Smashville, and that place is an intimidating place to play. Uh, the crowd's got this some wacky chance. I don't know. I mean, listen, you know, I, I would frown upon that stuff, but since we're in like a such a sanitary uh, napkin of a Madison Square Garden now, where you can't do anything. Uh, everything is uh, muted and stifled, and all emotion is gone. And eh, let those fans have their, their, their going nuts, whatever. The only the only thing I don't like is the "Hey, you suck" chant after after they after Nashville scores. I did see that that you were. Uh... Which, uh, first of all, when you're losing, don't chant "Hey, you suck." That's true. Because that's just stupid. But I can't get on them too hard because our fans honor an Islander every night, eighty, you know, forty-two nights a year. So, you know, so what can I say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's what hard. Can I say? It, yeah, and it's uh, just to touch on last night. I I heard like three Potvin sucks chants. I didn't even hear one Let's Go Rangers chat when they were down. Yeah, it's like Rock was telling us last week that uh, you know two and a half periods they didn't do a Let's Go Rangers chant. Uh, so that's we have as fans, we've really got no place to say. At least these fans are involved and in the game and allowed to do a lot of this stuff. You say suck at Madison Square Garden, you'll wind up uh, downtown getting booked in the Hooskow. In the Hooskow for terrorist threats. 
by saying, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, Kessel, you suck. Right. So who knows? The culture, <laughs> Sam, the culture. So uh, the Nashville game, again, I thought it was a, a turning point, and I think a lot of people who were uh, riding the fire Quinn, uh, uh, which we – you know, we deemed a little bit, uh, a little bit hysterical. Right. Preposterous. Uh, it was preposterous. It, it showed that the Rangers did respond to uh, what the coaches had told them. Right. You know? Absolutely. And um, I, uh, I was very impressed by the Rangers. I, you know, and then led by Georgiev, which. Uh, he played a hell of a game. I mean, uh, and it kind of started to fi- uh, uh, stoke the fires about who was going to be playing in net. You know, does it change the dynamic and who's playing net? And we'll talk about that after last night's performances. Performance by Georgiev, does it change? Does it stay the same? Your opinions, what you think? Um, I, I don't think it's changed your opinion. Well, I, well, I know... Uh... I know Hank is playing, at least from what I heard yesterday, was that Hank is scheduled to play. He was, before yesterday's game even took place, they said Hank would play tomorrow night against Detroit. Right. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Georgiev plays three games, Hank plays one. Georgiev plays three games, Hank plays one. That's how you rebuild. That's how you do it. You don't do it with a 38-year-old goaltender in net. How are these guys going to learn to play together? How are they going to grow together? We're going to let this guy get 60, 50, 60 starts for two years and then just go away and then, you know, start all over with a new goaltender? No. This team has got to start moving on without Henrik Lundqvist and without Mark Stahl. And if Henrik Lundqvist wants to be in New York so bad, fine. Enjoy your 15 games. And we'll see you next, and we'll see you next October for your next 15 games. Actually, can we just play Hank for the next month and then, and then, it's send, over. And then send him home? Send them home. Right. Start your Swedish vacation now. Go eat your your uh, your lutefisk and you know whatever the hell else. Your meatballs and drink your Swedish IPA. He probably drinks Cosmos. <laughs> apple teenies. Apple teenies. You think Hank? Could you picture? I could picture Hank ordering an apple teeny, couldn't you? Yeah, with like a little Swedish fish in it. Right. Or, he is uh, the Swedish fish. He's all over right. the ice. <laughs> this, all right, this, <laughs> <laughs> Swedish blowfish. Yeah. So, uh, and this came on the heels of them beating the vaunted Tampa Bay Lightnings, who were supposed to slaughter us with Kevin Shattenkirk and the like. And uh, Rangers. Oh, get- Joe. Oh, Joe. Poor asset management, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Poor asset management, management Joe. Joe. Kevin Shattenkirk. <laughs> Sean McCaff is in the chat room, and he said that Hank drinks Midori Sours. I don't know what that is. <laughs> a Midori Sour is basically just Midori and Sour Mix. But <laughs> Rangers, again, that Nashville game, Rangers get a lead. They hold on to the lead the third period. There's, you know, there's a little bit of pushback, but once again, uh, they, you know, well, now, I granted, I think the Rangers played. They didn't play Rene. They played against Soros, you George Soros, Stavis. George Soros. <laughs> um, but uh, and he's not very good. 
But uh, he played pretty well in that game, like all Ranger uh, opposition goalies do, like Nielsen played last night. All right, Harry Nielsen, what do you have, th- 52 saves last night? It yeah. Like? And um, so uh, be- between that and the Nashville win, and it quieted the, uh, you know, the masses who were ready to storm the castle and call for everybody's head, Gorton, this, or the. The sanity prevailed, and, uh, you know, I think most of us, you know, just didn't get too crazy. And uh, you got a couple stories. You've got going at, coming after that game, return of Philip Heedle. Heedle gets uh, his second goal. The uh, heater. The heater uh, gets us all excited, possibly a, a, a second-line center. Wouldn't it be great uh, if when um, Zabinijad comes back, uh, to have the most hated, productive Ranger in history, Ryan Strom, uh, maybe be the second or third line center. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if, if he can carry his weight, the Rangers are not as bad at center as we once thought. Uh, I do not, I do not understand the, the venom for Ryan Strom at all. They, they're, at already all. Talking about, they're already talking about trading him. What are we going to get for him? Because he's in the contract here. Well, see, that's you know he's going to be like he's going to be the next Nemestikov, who nobody likes, and then they'll bitch about it when he's traded and they don't get enough back from. Get rid of Nemestikov. He sucks. That's all we got for Nemestikov. That's like I mean, right? It's, still, it's the most ridiculous fan base in sports. It, it, it's pretty bad. Um, really and I, again, part. Although uh, I do know one hockey team good. that has a more ridiculous fan base than the Rangers. There's got to be. Oh, there's one. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> they play in all five boroughs. Yes. <laughs> the Staten Islanders. They're upstate this week, the Warwick Islanders. By the way, the SUV is gone from the Barclays Center. What happened? They had to sell it to pay for the rent? <laughs> I don't know. They had to pay <laughs> the light payments. They had to hock it. Yeah, had to hock it for they the put it on bill. Craigslist for sale, gently used. Only driven back and forth to the gate. Yeah, it's gone, apparently, because they, they're there tonight. This is one of their 13 uh, on their world tour. This is one of their 13 shows in Brooklyn. They're, they're like Billy Joel at the Garden. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they, they have, uh, what do they call residencies? <laughs> right, yeah. They don't really like, actually have a home. They have a residency at different arenas. Right. Yeah, tonight tonight they're at the Barclays Center, and uh, in case nobody heard, tickets were six dollars. Uh, <laughs> in case you didn't hear, uh, six dollar tickets, my friends, six dollars. Wow, that's uh, amazing. <laughs> it's quite a franchise, quite a fan base. Yeah, what support? What support? What loyalty? Right. Uh, I think the U.S. invading Grenada had more support than the <laughs> Islanders do. Yeah, that was kind of a wacky war. <laughs> That's like when the England invited invite, uh, invaded the Falkland Islands. Right, another big uh, big war. <laughs> but uh, getting back to the whole Ryan Strom thing now, uh, see, this is what I don't I like and I don't like about being a fan of a hockey team in 2020 as opposed to 1980. <laughs> Is it now, as a fan, I have to worry about contracts. I've got to worry about uh, uh, ELCs. I've got to work, worry about term. i got to worry about all this stuff. I NMCs. NMCs. 
what are we getting for him? They got this guy Strom traded already. They got him what he should get. If he, they re-sign him, it's an abomination. If it's anything over, you know, not anything not in between two to four million. I mean, it's already like we're fucking twelve games in. Right. I gotta worry about all this shit. I'm just worried about the guy playing now. And right now, um, I think he's filled in admirably. He's been nothing but an absolute steal from the Edmonton Oilers. He plays the power play. He's playing the first line now, and he, and he p- kills penalties. What else do you want from this guy? This guy is not a premier player, but he's producing. So why aren't we just reveling in now? Why don't we just enjoy him now? Why do I got to worry about the future? I mean, uh, it's sports for Christ's sakes. Everybody wants to play GM and all this stuff. Stop with that. It's a video game mentality. I guess the video—it's you know. Oh, look what I, look look at the trades I could make. Oh, I got to trade this guy and get a first-round pick for him. You know, they traded. They they got Ryan Strom for a guy who isn't even in the it's NHL a- anymore. That was a that they're lucky Jeff Gordon didn't get charged with a felony for that heist. That was a a fantastic trade. I mean, we sit here and we bemoan these bad Ranger trades for years. Why do I, I don't understand? Why don't we revel in these ripoffs that we're right. getting recently? I'm not saying it's not happening every week, but uh, uh, I'm watching these trades. Uh, uh, we got Libor Hayek out there. I mean, uh, he's playing fantastic. Where we get Hayek from? I always get these trades mixed up. Uh, Bruins, yeah. right? Bruins. Rick Nash. Nobody's mentioning that. Rick Nash, who got hurt, did nothing in the playoffs and then retired. Right. Uh, so, so we got Ryan Strom emerging. Yeah, he played all right last time. I mean, he didn't get a point. I think his streak uh, was broken. But you know, these are good things to worry about. Why do we have to hate somebody on our team every year? Can there be no goat on this team? Whipping that, boy. That- that was your decree a few years ago or during the playoffs. No goats. No goats. <laughs> now Mark Stahl's not playing. We got to talk. I apologize. About that. Le- Libor Hayek came from Tampa Bay and I, I thought, a, or, in that trade. I'm sorry. Was it? They got they got so many players in those two trades. I forget who they got from where. Was it Rykoff they got? Rykoff came from the Devils. That was in the grab. Oh, he's trade. the guy. Now who's the guy we got from the Bruins then? Uh, Lindgren. Lindgren. Oh, no, come on, Lindgren. Who's playing with? Who's playing with Hayek and playing very well? I really like the two of them together. Yes, I like. I really like Lindgren. Hayek's good too, which is amazing, since all the veterans on this team stink except for Truba, and Truba's twenty-five. Right, shows you like a veteran. He's twenty-five. He's the grizzled veteran. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Shea and Stahl. How 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 bad is Brady Shea? He's bad. I mean, really. He's not. I, Ottawa, I, 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 you know, I hung in there a lot longer than most on Brady Shea simply because he was young, and he, and he's a good skater. He's a great skater, but I mean, how bad is Brady Shea? That's a that 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 deal looks worse and worse every game. That contract that he's got because he doesn't do anything other than take penalties, take penalties, and play <laughs> strength. He doesn't play the power play. I'm pretty sure he, he doesn't kill penalties. Well, he certainly shouldn't the way he plays. Even strength, uh, but uh, Kevin Shattenkirk's wife likes him, so I guess maybe that's why he's staying in the organization. There is that. Um, he's aging like fine wine, as Mrs. Shattenkirk likes to say. 
So it's uh, so there's some good things. Like I said, the Philip Heedle return, it almost makes you shake your head. Why was he sent down in the first place? But maybe they, he learned something down there. They mentioned that. Uh, did you hear that that statement that he said he watched? He was watching tape of Ovechkin. I thought it was Ovechkin or Crosby. I heard them say he was Crosby, watching Crosby. Crosby you're right. You're right. Okay. It was okay. Crosby. Yeah, that was. Yeah. He was what? What? Why is Filipino watching Crosby? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, whatever's going to make him a better hockey player. Whatever makes him a better Ranger. I'm, I don't care if he's watching uh, Sandy McCarthy videos. <laughs> if it makes him a better <laughs> hockey player. And he's a little dynamic. I, I, I like Filipino. I always liked him. I, I don't understand why he was sent down to Hartford, but maybe they know, they certainly know more about the uh, how to get these kids motivated, and he came back motivated. It worked again. I've seen Quinn and this organization try to motivate players uh, uh, since his tenure here, Quinn's tenure here, and I think predominantly it's worked. Right. Uh, It hasn't fallen upon deaf ears, and these players respond, and it showed in those Ranger 2 victories. They came out and they played three periods working – High battle level hockey, and right. I think it paid off. I mean, they beat two good teams, right? And then and then lost to the one of the worst teams in hockey. But you know what? When you're not very good, or, or, or when you're you know when you're an inconsistent young team, that's what's going to happen. You're going to have nights where you play lights out, and you're going to have light nights like last night. The, it, the the trick is to not let last night become a habit. Right, and I think what happened as we parlay or move over to last night's game, what you had was a Ranger team that started at fantastic for the first eight minutes of the game, like still on a roll, playing with confidence, and then got led astray by fisticuffs and nonsense, and then suddenly found themselves down. And because they're such a young team, I think their mindset and their distraction level is very high, and I think their confidence level is very fragile, and that's what you saw. Yeah, um, you saw them totally get away from their game, uh, and there were several fights after that. It was a lot of fights. It was good if you were like an old school fan. You're like, "Cause oh, everybody's fighting here." The turned Angel- like a, that turned into like a schoolyard game. But really, and I'm not going to complain, you know, I'm not going to pull a Howie Sussman here. Sorry, Howie. But really, the turning point of the game was when the the officials blew the call when uh, the Duke, Anthony Duclair, celebrating his 300th game. So I guess, uh, you know, even though, and it's, and it's 299's team. <laughs> also. <laughs> When he jumped over Georgiev to cross-check Ryan Strom while Strom was engaged with Kachuk, he cross-checked, he cross-checked Strom right across the back. He gets no penalty, right. and the Rangers wind up shorthanded after all that nonsense, and they score a power play goal. Now, again, is it the, the game set match that early? No, but I think it was, again – a hosing by the referees, then it made it a five-on-three, and then it was a it was all crazy after that. And I think the Rangers, as a young team, 
I don't think they lose confidence, but I think they forget the mission statement of the game is to just play hard, forecheck. Yeah, that <laughs> just, it got away from them. Uh, and then it was, I'm sorry. And let me just say for the record, how punchable a face does Brady Kachuk have? Does he just look like, I mean, if you just saw him like walking down the street and you had no idea who he was, wouldn't you just, you just look at him, you just want to punch him. I mean, he's just got a punchable face. He is so smug and smarmy looking. Just, uh, did you see the video they showed of, uh, of Claude Lemieux and Keith Kachuk fighting? Yes. When, uh, after the, after the kids went out, that was, that was interesting because Right after they fought, I said to Jen, I said, I wonder if their dads ever went at it. And sure enough, they pull that video. Uh, that, was, that was amazing. And, um, you know, does it, speaking of uh, uh, Brandon Lemieux, do you find it odd that he plays the second power play unit? I find it very odd that he plays the second. But I, you know, I like him as a player, but he he's not on the power play. He's not a power play guy. He doesn't have this... Costa's hysterical laughing in the in the in the studio. I don't know what's going on down there. I don't know if Brady, somebody's, tic- I don't know if somebody's tickling his I don't know if somebody's tickling his feet or what, but he's going crazy. Uh, uh yeah, he's just he's a he's a third line he's a third line mucker. I mean, that's really what he is. He's a tough guy, he'll mix it up, he'll protect every guy on that roster, but he's not a power play guy. He's just I th- not. I think Quinn likes the fact that he gets in the front a la Kreider. Right. Uh, uh, but no, I'm not seeing it, you know. But uh, and he was start he started the second line unit a couple times last night. Yeah, and, he uh, did. I feel like Jacob Truba. Uh, I wouldn't. I haven't looked at the minutes, but I feel like he's been a little bit diminished in the last five games or so. And that may just be kind of a correction because he did log so many minutes in the the first four or five games. But I feel like. Uh, He's been a little bit uh, – not him. I just feel like they haven't been relying on him on so much, which is well, good because they're rolling, you know, three good sets of defensemen out there. He, well, I think – and I think that's it. I, you know, he, he, only, he played 19 minutes last night, which was uh, third – actually fourth best on the team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as long as – now, why Brady Shea has more ice time, albeit it's not much, but why Brady Shea has more ice time than Jacob Truba, I have no idea. But, uh, you know, it's he's got Fox and and Shea and D'Angelo are also getting over 19 minutes of ice time. So I, I just think it's a matter of now he's got some other guys that he feels right now that he can trust so he doesn't have to put Truba out there for 25 minutes. Yeah, I think that's probably the case. Uh, which is good for us. I mean, you don't want to break this guy down yet at 25. I mean, you know, you don't want him playing 26 minutes a game when he doesn't have to. Now, in that game last night, I also thought that uh, Georgiev should have come out and played that puck uh, on Peugeot. Listen, I'm not going to nail him to the cross for it because I don't know what would have happened either way, but there was a long time that that puck was just going down the ice. He should have come out. Yeah. And I'll – um. Like and then it was just like goals like that, like like that goal, and I don't know. It was just it was a shit show. It really was a shit show. Like <laughs> things just got away and went sideways real quick. And you know, listen, and then you had to hear about their freaking coach there, 
uh, whatever his name, A.J. Foyt, whatever his name is, that guy. And they, oh, what a coach. He has They work hard. You better work hard. <laughs> You've got freaking Tyler Ennis on that team. Come on. I mean, every Bobby who, Ryan. Who scored? Of course, <laughs> Bobby Ryan. You got like guys that were good like ten years ago, and and not, uh, and of course the Mestikov scored his fifth goal of the season. By the way, yes, he's there. He's on their power play. Right. I mean, it, and that Peugeot is just so freaking annoying from that playoff a couple of years ago, yeah. three or four years ago, and uh, it just was it was an annoying fest. You had Kachuk all smug, and you had uh, every annoying idiot. X Rangers score. Duclair is causing havoc and not getting. Uh, uh, you know, he's there. I, I'm just saying, Ottawa stinks. And then, of course, that Nielsen, who's like career like four and one, five and one against us, he right. plays really well too. Right. So it's uh, you know it's it's weird. They had that playoff series, um, not the one two years ago, but the one before that that went. Seven games. I can't remember what year it was, but there was some pretty bad blood between the Rangers and Ottawa in that series. And that's the series where, when they won it, there was we had audio of Hank like screaming "fuck you" to the crowd. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. It, it, so I mean, it's just weird because I mean, obviously most of those players from both teams are gone, but I don't know why. I don't know why there seems to be such bad blood between <laughs> between Ottawa and the Rangers, but. These games are pretty it's a, feisty. It's a weird dynamic that those two teams. Yeah, uh, it might have been 2012, Jeff. Somewhere around there. I mean, it's it was it had to be. Yeah, probably because I don't think it was. Um, it's before it was before AV. So so yeah, probably 2012, something like that. Uh, update right now here. It looks like apparently Nemestikov has scored again against the Islanders. Oh, beautiful! I love it. Will we get a 16th round pick for him? <laughs> in, t- in 2031. In 2031. That's all we got for him? Uh, so, listen, the re- I, I, I have faith in Quinn. It's going to be a long season. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. I would like to see them get on a hot streak. If they play with Zabinajad, you have to realize Zabinajad, they won these games, the, well, the two games, and, and then this one, without Zabinijad in the lineup. Zabinijad's a difference maker. Make it, it, right. His coming in makes the whole – maybe it's good we got a chance to see what Ryan Strom could do, what, what Heedle could do. Maybe without the injury, Heedle's not up. You know, so uh, it, I, I, you know, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not throwing a parade. But I'm glad they respond to the coach and the coach's will. That's what I want. Uh, I pretty much just have, off the top of my head, I have one last thing to say about these last couple of games. Chris Kreider, breakaway against Nashville, three feet away, hits the post. Can we we just start? Can can we start moving on from him, too? And then it was funny because uh, Nashville – I forget who it was on Nashville. A couple of minutes later, they hit a post. But theirs was from, like, the blue line. And Sam's like, oh, both teams hitting posts, Joe. I'm like, And I said, yeah, but Nashville did it from the blue line. Kreider did it from the crease. You got a breakaway and you hit the post? I mean, how do you? Oh. It's just. He's, it's... So, he's so frustrating. 
It's not frustrating if you don't even get your hopes up when he gets up. I don't even get up. <laughs> I just look at, oh, how is he going to fucking fuck this up? And then it's like, you know, he just, I don't know what it is. Uh, and they, 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 all they do is talk about what a great leader is. He's talking to this guy. He's talking to that guy. When they start giving that bullshit, they'll give you the stuff to give to Nash, how good he's on both sides of the puck. Right. That's the next thing to come. Oh, well-respected in the locker room. They really like his defensive play. And it's funny because it's 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 against everything he should be doing. He's in a contract year. He should be wanting to have in his last year when he was up for a contract. He, right. he isn't producing. So it goes against his own, uh, you know, his own, his own, what's the word? Best interest. For? Best interest to, to, to freaking put the puck in the net, you moron. Right. I mean, come on. So I can't help him. <laughs> I, can't help. I can't help him. I can scream. All I've I done want. all I could do. I could do. I've screamed. I've yelled. You've had him I'm, on the show. I've had him on the show. I wish we could have him on the show now. Like CK, you got stuff shooting at the goalie's pads. Right. Whatever. Taking that the, useless Rick Nash shot you take. That's great to have him on the show now and play the clip from 10 years ago where he says, Oh, the thing I need to improve most is my hands. And then you just look at Chris, this is what you said 10 years ago. Why didn't you do anything? Well, Chris did do it. Listen, the guy got 28 goals last year. That's not – not, I don't know how, but right. he did. Name, he name one. <laughs> he also scored a lot of big playoff goals and clutch goals when he first came to the Rangers. Yes, that first – Where first that? Season. What happened to that magic? I don't know. Maybe he used it all up. But uh, they want us to lighten up on Kreider. Listen, we're not lighting it up. Even if you're a charitable donor or a Patreon, we're still going to tell the truth. Yes. And the way we say it, you feel free to disagree, but I ain't lighting up on this guy. Because uh, at this age, he should be a leader. He should be out there for exa- uh, out there example by scoring some goals. They need help. Yes. And thank you to Diane Eck and Matt Brown, both of whom have joined our list of Patreon supporters this week which you can do by going to www.patreon.com slash blue shirt underground radio. Kick in a dollar a month, $2, $5, $10, $100. We'll put yeah. you in our private Facebook group. We do live video recaps after almost every game. Eddie posts some old-timey videos in there. I'm going to put a video up to, uh, maybe tomorrow. Cool. Good stuff. And, uh, you know, that. We do appreciate it. It helps keep us on the air. It helps, uh, you know, defray our expenses here. So this is all out of pocket. Everything we do is out of pocket. I picked up some good swag for the viewing party. Some uh, did you? Oh, that 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 reminds me. I I don't think I don't. I think I told you this, but I don't think I said on the air. We also got a. So I believe we have a copy coming of George Grimm's new book, uh, Guardians of the Goal which is the history yeah. of New York Ranger goaltenders. He is sending me a signed copy to give away. George has been on our show. Uh, he's a good guy. He knows his Ranger history, and so we'll have that to give away. We're going to have a lot of stuff to give away. I'm ordering shirts and whatever else I can find, and we'll have to get some new stickers. Everything will have the nice new logo on it. This is going to be all brand-new stuff, Blue Shirt Underground show stuff. 
So no I, the, I'm no still rocking the, the video, uh, the radio stuff. I got to get they, this changed. If you, if you got anything with that logo on it or the old radio logo on it, it's all going to be, you know, that's all collector's items. What you want now? Oh, wrong finger. There we go. That logo. Everything will have that logo on it, the one you see up in your corner there. That plate that says Jim. No, yeah, the plate that says Jim with the King Kong Bundy card above it, <laughs> which you can't see on the air, but it's up there. Anyway, so come on out to the viewing party November 23rd. Uh, we can talk to Costa whenever you're ready. He's waiting, and then we'll get cut around in a little while to do some trivia. And uh, and then I got that Sam bit whenever you want to listen to that. All right, let's uh, let's go to Costa first. All right. Costa from Ossining, New York. I mean, Sing Sing, New York. <laughs> Here he comes. What's up, Costa? Um, same old shit. What's I'm going on, little... brother? What were you laughing at? The uh... you get a little more soda while you talk. Uh, uh, the uh, the chucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, um... So, did, were you able to go f- get through the whole entire Ranger game, or was it basically a shutout, shut off the after four one? The Senators. Yeah, I was like, I, I saw uh, after the fights. I'm like, ooh, this ain't gonna end well, because because that's the kind of team they are. They like that they're they like to they like they they're a gruff team, right? And they made the the, the Rangers lose the Rangers lost their cool, and the rest is history. It I... was the, the same. Would you say it was the same shit on in the playoffs with them? When they, they need to learn. They need to learn how to play this fucking team. Don't get all flummoxed and shit. You know. Well, yeah, I think that was really. I I said it earlier, and I agree with you totally. I think that uh, you you know they forgot the mission. Mission was to play hard, and uh, they got distracted by a lot. Of, and listen, this coach, the coach they got, he wants them to play this way. He wants it to be rough and tumble and everything. And the Rangers kind of fell into a trap. I think rather get Bobab banana fat. <laughs> so uh it's it, uh you know oh God. I'm just saying that I think uh I think that was the crux of it. I think the Rangers once again they should get back to the mission statement and grind it rather than try to finesse it, which I think that's what they tried with the habit. I mean Yeah, but they're it, finesse they're more of a finesse team. But I, I think, think you, they cannot finesse their way to victories. I think. Right. They, yeah, I agree with that. Right. They need to work and let the guys who are finesse. Hey, Kako got a goal. How about that? Right. Yeah. That's that good. Beautiful goal. Beautiful goal. And Panarin. That's the kind of goal he was scoring in Finland. My only problem with Kako, my only criticism of this, and please do not execute me on site. And I think it's just a. It happens with a lot of young players, especially players who've had success. I think he holds on to the puck a little bit too long, and he should and he's be very selfish, right? And in the NHL, I think you gotta get rid of that puck. Boom, you got to right? So, um, but you know how, I, many, how many times I was yelling, "Kako, shoot the puck!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, tell, tell Kako he's got to shoot the puck. Shoot the puck, Shoot the puck. Shoot the puck, Kako. Shoot the puck. Yeah, I mean. That's how they go to a hockey game in Los Angeles. Short sleeve shirts. shirts. We'll have that. uh... (laughs) And uh, so far, how about what do you you think about the defense, Costa? Are you liking what you're seeing? 
it's it's hit and miss. Well, you agree with me? It's really more about the veterans now, so-called veterans like Shea. I know you're down on Shea. Like, uh... yeah, Shea is basically Chris Kreider on defense. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and all right, let's talk about this. I got two of you here. Mark Stahl being benched for the first two times in his basically his range of career. Healthy scratch. What do you think, pro or con? Pro. Pro, he should be benched the rest of the year. All right. See, it always goes to the extreme with him. He goes right now. It's always like, this is the thing with you, Jimmy. He should be, you like Mandar in this regard. It's a total absolute. He should be benched for the rest of the year. All right. There's nothing to be gained from Mark Stahl being in the lineup. Nothing. Nothing. What are we going to learn? What are we going to learn from Mark Stahl? They have. There's nothing to be. A whole lot of money. You got to play him. Why? I don't got to do shit. Is there 5.7 million reasons you got to play him? Come on now. He's a brittle old man. Uh, Time to move on. I'm telling you right now. I care more about the name on the front. The name on the front means a hell of a lot more than the name on the back. I am telling you right now. When Stahl's Stahl's contract is up, he's retiring. I'll put money on the line right now. Would why, you, yeah, why wouldn't he? Would you love Mark Stahl more than you already do if he retires at the end of this season so he comes off the cap? That yeah, would he won't be right. He won't I'll retire his number. Why wouldn't he retire? He's not playing. He's not, he knows it's he's over. Not gonna, he's not going to leave money on the table. Come on now. What? Nylander did it. Mark Stahl, he'll have a job for life if he does that. Naslin did it. Oh, Naslin signed, not Nylander. Okay. Well, all right, I first mean, of all, I don't... I mean, it's... it's... <laughs> I like Sean McCaff said, Stahl will go to Tampa for two years. Yeah, you got to move to Florida to retire first. Hey, you know what? I could see that. I could see him um, getting a job in the office if... if Everybody else office. does. I mean, Jed, Jed Ortmeier is uh, in charge of play development or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody gets a job. Say this kid's a scout. How does that guy become a scout? <laughs> anyway, all right. So you're both saying Stahl is garbage right now. I didn't say he's garbage. He's I just said garbage. there's nothing to be gained by putting him in the lineup. Exactly. I think he's a brittle yeah. old man. Well, he I is. Think... He is. He's not that brittle. No, he's brittle. I think because he's got a, he's got a glass eye. The kids are playing well. Why? Why upset the um, apple cart? Right. I don't. I don't even care. Keep playing the kids until they until they play well again. There's but nothing to be gained by Mark Stahl in the lineup. Just like there's nothing to be gained with Henrik Lundqvist in the lineup. We yeah. achieve nothing. We achieve nothing. So I you're I going. I guarantee you he'll play in the next game. I guarantee you. Stahl's in the lineup the next game. Guarantee you. Well, he might be a, be used and get his own. The Costa lock of the week. <laughs> well, here's my thing. I'm thinking he's going to be used and as a tool, please no comments from that word, to when a young player doesn't play too well, Stahl comes in and reminds that young player that, listen, you got to get you know, your nose back onto the grindstone. That's, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. That's the most effective way that he should be used. Is that, in that, you know, say Hayek has a poor game. Well, guess what? Stalls in there. 
You know, and then Hayek gets hungrier, and then he, you know, he comes back and this and that. But do I hate Stall? Listen, I, the guy is giving us everything he's got. His eyes, his legs, his arms, <laughs> basically everything. So Glass eye. Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't have much venom for him, but I want to know now, guys. Since you Rangers, you are Ranger fans upon the Twitterati and the, uh, the Twitter, who is going to be that whipping boy on defense? Is it Brady Shea after we started whipping on him tonight? Yeah, it's, Brady, yeah. it's already Brady Shea. It's Brady Shea? I hate to say it, yeah. Hmm. I wonder if this is some kind of ageist thing. Whoever is, like, the oldest guy. Is he I'm telling you, you right now, that, that guy is getting picked in the expansion draft. I guarantee you. So he, leave, they're going to leave. He will be exposed and he'll get picked. He will be exposed as he is nightly on the ice. <laughs> right. <laughs> Going down right. to that one knee. Oh, boy. Uh, it's very interesting. Is Brady Shea older than uh, Truba? He's 25. They're probably, let's see. Because I'm wondering uh, if this is an age. Oh, thing. Joe, he's. He's 25 and 224 days, Joe. Oh. Truba, mm. <laughs> Truba is 25 and 252 days, Joe. Oh, oh Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. The young players, Joe. I'm wondering. Best friends, Joe. I'm wondering if this is an ageist thing that we always, the whipping boy always has to be the oldest guy. Did I miss something here, Joe? Yeah, you, you he sounds drunk. He sounds drunk there in that clip. But um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, there's interesting things that are happening, and uh, let me get your opinions on something that's. Uh, do you see anything from Leah Anderson? <sighs> I mean, for where he was picked, I mean, yeah, I know no, it's early. I, listen, I said this was the reboot year, right? Didn't I say that last year? I said, uh, give him a fresh year. Now, is this one of these cases where he's got to play with good line mates? Like, we got to put him on the first line in order for him to. No, I, I think he should have been 3C. Honestly. 10 minutes of ice time last night. He's a minus two. He had the least. He had the second least amount of ice time of any forward last night, and still managed to be a minus two. I know, I know. The the the, the stat freaks will tell me plus minus doesn't mean anything. That stat doesn't mean anything. Look at his heat map. Look at his sperm chart. Look at his spray chart. Where he sprayed. He marked his territory. He sprayed all over the place. Right. Uh, love that laugh. It's great. <laughs> we love you, Costa. Uh, no homo, of course. Uh, no promises. Uh, no promises. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We're gonna have a log jam on defense um, next season if if Miller if Miller turns pro and Lunkus for that matter. Well, yeah, but I mean that's that's what that's what you that's what you build these these pipelines for is to, so that you either have so that you know it's a nice problem to have it, but then you have guys that you can go out and get other assets that you need for these guys. You know, it's I'll worry about next year, next year. Right. You bet your ass, Paulie. Uh, 
you know, they're playing this Detroit team. They're playing tomorrow night is bad. They've already lost. Yeah. They've, already, they've already lost. They've already yeah. lost eleven games. The Rangers have only played twelve games. Detroit's lost a little. They are that one? four and eleven. It's yeah. like it's like Pat Shermer's coaching the Red Wings. They're four bad. and eleven. You mean Adam Gase? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I said Otto was was bad. <laughs> we lost that. What happened? Yeah. Nah, the Shroyd's pretty bad. And Stevie Wise over there now. He's uh, trying to turn them around, rebuilding them. Uh, is McElrath playing for Detroit tomorrow? Has he even been brought up from the – uh, He has been summoned, yes. Yes. From, 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 the, the, from the Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. the Griffins. Wow. How many, goals, how many goals does he score tomorrow night? Three? Four? <laughs> that guy. Can you imagine? If he, Could you imagine if, he's, <laughs> if he joins the – He got the hat trick. I, I don't know. Whatever you wanted me to do, I would do because I know that is never going to happen. <laughs> we need, we need to come up with an award. You know, like we used to give out the Daniel Gano Award for the guy that came up, lit it up, and then never got heard from again. We need to come up with the uh, an award for all these guys that leave and then come back and score a goal. You know, Declare always gets a goal on us. The uh, you know the 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 Declare Trophy or something. We need yeah. something. We need like some kind of trophy. Well, I think uh, in, in his case, I think it's been proven that he was, you know, it's not like we he only played bad for us or it was a bad, well, it was a bad pick. Turned out to be a bad pick because the guy's a little bit of a head case. But uh, he's been on seven different teams. It's not like, uh, you know, the Rangers screwed him up. I think he was screwed up when he got here. But you are yeah, he, right. He had bad knees when he, when he um, finally turned pro, I think. It, I think he had more problems with his head. Yeah, that too. But I mean, a couple times they had to go up there and talk to him about uh, his hustle and everything. And meanwhile, now he's playing first line with the freaking Ottawa Senators, and we lost to them. They got bums. Bums are plenty on that team. They got like every team is every guy is Michael Haley, and we still lost to them. <laughs> That's not the worst part about that team. Anyway, so you, Detroit lining them up. Hopefully, we'll knock them down. Rangers get back to business. Um, but it would stink if the Rangers beat Nashville and Tampa and then lose to Ottawa and Detroit. The fan base will go back into Ranger crisis. Right. As my friend knows, <laughs> they'll be in Ranger crisis mode. Oh, my God, the sky is falling. We're all. Oh, the game's not till 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Oof. Fucking NBC. Okay. Why are they pushing these games back? Oh, and that's another thing. That's another thing. Uh oh. This this fucking league. <laughs> whose whose idea was it? Now I understand that the football teams aren't good in New York right now, but the NHL has no way of knowing that. Whose idea was it for the Rangers to play not only on a Monday night when the Giants are playing, but then they're going to play Sunday afternoon at one o'clock when the Giants and Jets are playing? It's kids' and, day. Jim, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. For for any parent that has six hundred dollars of disposable income to take their kids to a Ranger Bring your game, kids. Bring your kids. Yeah, yeah. Just pull your yacht right into right into New York Harbor and take them to MSG. <laughs> kids Day. Oh yeah. Are we gonna get one of those kids up in the booths? So a creepy Joe can come out. Oh, it's only a matter of time, kid. Oh, I see you got your little tough skins on there, huh? Uh, Hunter, uh, Mikey, 
Oh, you want to set him up with Joey's lap? Uh, you want to up- <laughs> <laughs> Want to he- feel what high sticking's like? <laughs> oh, oh, you want to? <laughs> All right, it's hey. going on. Oh, 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 just got turned into a real quick. <laughs> you know what? Oh, hey, little, hey, little Freddy. Let me tell you something. If you don't like kids, like, I don't, I mean, I like my friend's kids, but I don't like kids in general. The malcontents, as my friend here calls them. When you go to that kids' day, I made a mistake of going to a kids' day game. It's a fucking horror show. These malcontents are running wild. They're eating cheese fries. They're eating sushi. They're yelling in your ear. They're not even watching the game. They're on their phones. They're on their fucking tablets, whatever they're on. They're just running around. So we were the malcontents. How are the kids the malcontents? No, they're not no, old no. enough to be malcontents. They are. They're malcontented with the the whole world. Is they don't get what they want immediately. They're flipping out. Us when we were kids, we got nothing. We shut up about it. I was afraid well, to get that. Yeah, uh, you got beaten up. Sam, the we belt. got we got little we got little Frankie Abundanza here from Syosset for Kids Day. Uh, you uh, like movies? You like movies about gladiators, Frankie? <laughs> Have you ever seen a grown man naked? All right. It's just, uh, you know. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, Costa. Anything else? Real quick. Have you seen the the ticket prices for fucking Rangers, Islanders, Rangers, Devils at the fucking, at the, at the crock and the fucking, and the, and the, the old barn? No, they're not six dollars. Now you know why the, the Islander fans and the Devil fans don't go to the fucking games. Why? Well, why well, don't I know? What are the prices? Uh, update me. What's uh, the Rangers? The Ranger fans are buying the tickets. They, yeah, but one dollars is a bargain for a Ranger fan. Well, then don't complain. Then they shouldn't complain that they can't draw. They don't complain. They think they are drawing the delusional on the fans. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, go, go look it up. Google NHL attendance. Man, they are thirtieth, thirtieth in attendance. Only last. Ottawa is worse in attendance. They're, they're near the bottom or always last, but yet they're sold out every game, according to these delusional idiot Islander fans. Yeah, because, yeah, because the greetings. Because um, what's the what's all the what's it called the. Like the the stub hubs and all those things buy all the fucking tickets, and then they can say, "Oh, it's it's only a paid sellout." I mean, there's an ass in the seat. You know what I mean? Pajot scored again for uh, Ottawa oh, with uh-huh. an assist with an assist from that name Stinkoff. Wow! <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Joe! Oh. He was expendable. You got to get that two hundred dollars to pay uh, uh, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> I don't have I don't have an attendance yet for tonight's game at the Barclays. Uh, the the world awaits. There, I hear they're all in Times Square watching the game on the jumbo train. Jumbo <laughs> All right. Anything else, Costa? Nah. All, all right. right. Take care, my friend. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Ciao. All right, <clears throat> are you ready for Cutter? Well, let's do the let's just do the Sam bit. Well, oh, you want to hear this Sam bit first? Yeah, All yeah. Right. All right, hang in there, Cutter. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? All right, I'm just gonna play. Uh, I'll play part one. I thought part one was funnier than part two. 
All right. I've located cream cheese with chives. That's what he was doing. We are in Toronto, one of the great cities of North America, enjoying NFL football. Yeah, right after Battle Creek. Soup. (laughs) There's been some great names come out of Canada. Great kickers like Mike Vanderjack of the Colts. Drunken kicker. Liquor. How about Steve Christie of the Buffalo Bills from Hamilton, Ontario? Eddie Murray from Halifax, Nova Good. Scotia. And Mitch Berger, the great punter from Kamloops, British Columbia. Your list of some great Canadians sucks. have contributed to the NFL. Some great names. Eddie Murray contributed. It's the baseball Eddie Murray. Mitch not- Berger is a great name. He's a great punter. I'm telling you, he was getting some money from the city of Toronto. Yeah, he had a big And life. he was acting as if you can, like, tickets were still available. If you're watching at home, come on down. Come join Toronto. me in Toronto. <laughs> I'll be here signing autographs and yeah, drinking seltzer. There's something wrong with Sam. Well, then you know what? If it's so gorgeous, open the damn roof. What's so tough, what's so tough about that? Uh, I'm in football mode, and I'm in Cincinnati. <laughs> One of the great cities. <laughs> it's been a good day for Bears fans, longtime fans, Dr. Roland Medansky. That's a, a great day for all of my medical team. Also in Buffalo. Also for Dr. Bernie Gishwitz, who gave me my colonoscopy. A great day for him, finding polyps and removing them. He t- oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, that's fantastic, man. <laughs> Do you want to hear part two? Or you want to- right, why not? Part two. Let's, go. Let's try it again. He, too, is enjoying the also, festivities. Hey, Matt, it's Sam Rosen with Fox Sports. Also, remove Paladin. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we miss Sam last week. I always enjoy visiting with Sam because Sam catches me up on what America is truly all about. The coach loves it. Yeah, there you go. My periodontist, Irving Goldblatt, is here as well. Wait a minute. I really you think appreciate always... the game that Mike Wait Marsh has called today. i got to be honest with you. <laughs> and we've seen him a few times this year, all the deep routes, all the routes that take forever, and... You know, the Rams championship playbook and all that stuff. Mike Martz has coached this football team in this game plan dictated towards his talent. And I think it's good stuff. 27 runs, 31 passes. And a shout out to my favorite anesthesiologist. Rajiv Ramaswamy is here. <laughs> well, again, Shabai, doesn't he, doesn't he have like a single doctor who's goy? Can he, can he go to a goy? We are in Toronto, one of the great <laughs> cities of North here? America, enjoying NFL football. You can't go? If it's a goy, you can't go? What? Don't don't make assumptions based on the names. You don't know. <laughs> That's, you're, you're just assuming. I am assuming. You're judging a book by its I cover. I am assuming. You want to give me one of those names by me again? <laughs> Make your case for me. Well, I think Rajiv Ramaswamy yeah. is probably, I mean, well, uh-huh. technically not a Gentile. How about the other three, though? Well, though, you know, Roland Medansky. No, that could be, that, I don't even know the actual guy. No, but he, he, he keeps, he keeps just a tribe. He goes to a virtual doctor. Uh, I like Sam. I just think Sam sometimes. I'd like to thank the sure firm of Michigan and Michigan. <laughs> For helping me with a probate case. My own, in fact. I passed away some time ago. And the firm of Trotskoff and Trotskoff. Oh, oh man, that's great. Yeah, that's very good. I can't believe we never found that before. That's like 10 years old. I was just oh, saying, I'm, I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard.
my god. Roland Miskin. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, my eyes are tearing up here. <laughs> wow. I I wish I wish yeah, well unfortunately they don't do they don't do their show anymore. I think one of them I think they were both writers in Chicago and you know they just gave them a show and what and, was their uh, names again? It's Boers, B-O-E-R-S, I guess that's how you would say that, and Bernstein. Okay. And they were on 670 The Score in Chicago, which is still a station, but they're not on it anymore. They haven't been on since 2016. All right. <laughs> well, uh, that was that was very that was funny. funny. That was pretty funny. And they, was, were, they were riffing there. They were coming up with stuff, <laughs> that one dude. My, my periodontist. <laughs> I like that if it's such a great day in Toronto, why do they open the roof? Right. <laughs> Mitch Berger, a great Canadian. All right, let's go down. Let's get to Cutter. All right, speaking of great Canadians. And, and uh, he's near Toronto. He's from Kitchener, but close yes. enough. Now, Cutsy, yes. good evening. Good evening, sir. It's a good thing those two guys did that 10 years ago. If they did that now, I would stomp down to Chicago and kill their testicles. Eh, whatever. Okay. You insult Canada. You Don't like, do bits. The kickers are, yeah, they're all Canadian. That's true. Roy Jarella was from Saskatchewan. Big kicker all right. from All right. Are we going to do, you, you got trivia ready for us? Yes, I have trivia all ready. All right. Hang on. Here we go. I got something for you. Ready? Here we uh, go. And now, friends, it's time for Beat the Bird Brain with that bastion of banality, the king of confusion, the master of the minutia, and the dean of dopiness, Jeff Diamond. <laughs> now, I, I want to thank, uh, we have to thank, let me see, I have to find this guy's name really quick. Uh, I believe his name is Rich Bennett, who sent me who sent me a message the other day that he listens to the show. He's a longtime listener, but doesn't participate in the group. And he made that song just for us to play when Cutsy's on the air. So hats yeah, off to you, Rich. Song, Jeff. And what? he called it. He sent me the link with the song, and it's called "Beat the Bird Brain." Wow! Wow! Just yes, for you, baby. All right. Give us a trivia question. All right. No problems. Okay. So um, everyone recalls Mark Messier's Stanley Cup winning goal in 94. But who were the other three Cup um, Rangers who scored Cup winning goals? Cup winning goals? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. Uh, Brian Hextall was one of them, wasn't uh, uh, he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Frank Boucher? Yeah, good job. That's that's two. I got two out of the other three. Yeah, I tell you, Jim, you're doing great. I have no idea. Uh, uh how about um, I'll go Bun Cook. Oh, you were so close. Was it, it was Bill? It was Bill it Cook. Was Bill, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, but they're twins. I got to get half credit. Mike Halleck's applauding for me in the in the studio. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, Cup winning goals. I mean, that's a that's a that's an obscure question right there. 
Yeah, Frank Boucher was 28. Bill Cook was 33 in overtime, just like Brian Hextall was 1940 in overtime. I knew, I, I was sure that Hextall had the game winner in 1940. I, I don't know how I knew that. I just knew it. And, and Boucher was just a, was just a logical guess. And really, so was Bun Cook. And if well, I didn't say Bun Cook, it was going to be Bill Cook. So I, I figured, you know, it well, was just a, just a matter of picking one of them. It was either that or Ching Johnson. I think that Brian Hextall thing was in 100 Ranger things, I think. I'm not sure. Maybe. Oh. It might have been. I think so. By the way, what are the odds that the Rangers could have a player now named Ching Johnson? You think that would fly? No. Ching Johnson. I don't know. What was his real name? Uh, Ir- Irving? Uh, Irv- I thought Ivan. You I might be right. Maybe Irving. Irving. Oh. Somebody look up. Charlie Osby Spumante. Look that up. We're looking that up. We're on it. All right. All right. Oh. Give us another one. Mike Halleck's in the preview. Win. I can see Mike now. What's up, fellas? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, how did that, how'd you get up there? Well, I didn't put him up there. I don't know how he got up there. What's up, guys? Says I'm live. So, hey, how are you? All right. So you're here for trivia. Go ahead, Cutter. Do another trivia sure. question. Sure. Okay. okay. This is a tough one. Um, who dubbed Mark Messier Mr. June a reference to Reggie Jackson's Mr. October name? Mr. June. Yes. Who who is the guy who gave Messier that distinction? Uh, Joe Catroni. Gary Thorne. <laughs> Mike, got a guess? Oh, crap. Uh, how about Glenn Sather? No, it was it was a government official. Who the hell? Pierre uh, Trudeau. Nobody cares. Move on. Next. Ed Dodger. Margaret Thatcher? I don't know. Okay. Margaret Thatcher. That's a good oh, one. Easy hint. Think Trump. Winston Churchill. Think Trump. Who's Trump's lawyer? Oh, Giuliani. 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 Oh, Giuliani. All right. Yeah. Next. Next. That question sucked. Next. It was an By the way, Cutter, do you have a chair? <laughs> Oh. oh, my bad. It just looks like every time I see you, you're you're standing. He's just very tall gentleman. Thank you to the chat room. Ching Johnson's real name is Ivan. Yeah, I knew it. I called it. All right, you ask your next it. ask your next question. Okay. okay, Salami, come on. Get yeah. sleepy. Salami. Keep it moving. And- okay. Keep it moving. Okay. Um. Okay. Frank Boucher was the leading scorer in the 28 Stanley Cup Final. And general manager Lester Patrick stepped in as a goalie for a game when Lauren Chilbot was injured. But who was the lesser-known unsung hero in that series? Well, like, I don't know why they say it, but it should what? Be, who was the goalie after Lauren Chilbot got injured? After why are you why are you asking us hundred-year-old trivia questions? I mean, really? Who was who was Warren G. Harding's Secretary of State when he ran against unopposed against Calvin Coolidge? You need to know your damn history. But this is hundred years old. I mean, people, are, I, I can watch president. our numbers going down. You gotta give, give me something. You gotta give people the name they know. Seventies, maybe. You gotta aim for your target audience. Your right. Target audience is hundred and fifty year olds. Right. Isn't there like a table of contents in the nineteen seventies or something? I mean, unless Emil uh, Francis is listening to this. Show. <laughs> Come on, give us another trivia question. Play his music again. Come on, tick, tick, Roll boom. Him up. <laughs> you didn't answer the other questions. So... 
All right. You got one? Well, he didn't answer the other one, so I'm not. That theme music is great, by the way. You know, we don't have to answer. Just move on. Move on. You could at least try. All no. right. Uh, uh, Bring back Hildebrand. That's how bad this is. Bring back Hildebrand. Put the mask on. What the fuck is this? Don't give me ideas. How dare, how dare you call me that? Teddy Roosevelt. Spanish American War. Move on. <laughs> In 1928, Ching Johnson skated on a line on a third pairing when he was in the AHL with who? That's right. Stop the bird train. <laughs> okay, this is, okay, this one's more recent. Okay. What was the name of the hot dog vendor at Madison Square Garden in 1926 when the Rangers first played? That's easy. Harry M. Stevens. Next to show. Next to show. Next question. All right. Go, Carter. Go. In 1928, what song was played on the radio when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup? Oh, that would be uh, Take the A Train. <laughs> Come on, please give me a question. All right. So anyway, who was the only player from Nebraska to suit up for the Rangers? Johnny Carson. <laughs> uh, Nebraska, huh? Nebraska. Sherman T. Potter. Horse uh, hockey. Uh, Nebraska. Is it a guy from the? Give us the decade the guy's from. Two thousands. Ooh. Ooh. Roman Endor. Nice. Roman Endor yes. for the win. Yes, Roman Endor for the win. I don't even think there was a black guy in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello uh, there. Oh. Oh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I give up. Who is it? Jen Ordwiner. Ah, Jed Orbach. I actually liked him. He was a good In 1928, 18,000 fans at Madison Square Garden saw the Rangers defeat the Red Wings. Name them. <laughs> uh, anything else there? You got another one? Can you brush your hair the next time you come on no, this show? Let him, no, let him go <laughs> El Natural. That one, that one oh thing. It looks like he brushed it with a firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't brush it. No, really? Oh, it's, it's it looks good. You're in a constant state of bedhead. Oh, he's got... but I can't talk, though. I really can't talk. All right, give us another question. This is your last one, so make it a good one. Oh, you want another question? Yes. Something no, we more want recent. A, we want to hear thoughts on the Syrian uh, conflict. Of course, name, you want another question, you wacko. Name, name the only Secretary of Labor to attend a Ranger game at Madison Square Garden. Bradley <laughs> Francis P. Peacock. <laughs> 1931. So you don't want an old one, do you? No. Oh my God. In 1932, Franklin Delano Roosevelt created the WPA. Which New York Ranger went to work on the Hoover Dam? Oh, Lord, save me. I'm sorry. I'm just. The human traffic cone is back. Isn't there a table of contents, an index, something in the back, and say 1970, 70s? Okay. I got one from the 70s. All right. Give it to us. Hey. Do it. All right. So, anyway. As a lot of people know, the Rangers were in the finals in 1979 against the Canadians. But yes. what But what moment turned things around for the Habs in game two after the Rangers won game one? 
uh, would that be LaRock getting hurt in warm-ups or something, right? Oh, Didn't he get Dryden hurt? Got hurt. Dryden got hurt. Then right. LaRock had to start. You're right, Jim. No, he wasn't. replaced Dryden in game one, and then he was ready to come off the bench for Dryden in game two. Oh, he's two. right, yep. Kitchener's own Doug Riceboro knocked him in the warm-ups. Fantastic. All right. Thank you, Cutsy. Well, we, we love we you. We love you. We will see you hold next on, week. On. Wait, hold on. Okay. Play a theme song, though. Where's the, where's the thing I requested, Jim? The 1992 thing? I just I haven't had time. You want like a five minute blurb on the '92 team? It's 27 years ago. I gotta I, I gotta have time. I don't have time. For, I'll, I'll, I promise I'll get you something. Yeah, you, one minute you told me like that I didn't have to do it until like you said I had time for this, and now you're asking me like every three hours when I'm gonna have this ready. You got me on a deadline. I don't have a job. I've done all the teams. I'm just oh. waiting. I'm very sorry. I know. I'm holding up this. The world awaits this 92 tribute video that you're doing, and I'm holding the whole I thing can't up. Wait. <laughs> All right. In 1942, the Rangers sent five players to World War II. Can you name three of them and their serial numbers? I'm out of here. We oh, love you. Oh, shit. Oh, cutsy. Finally had it. <laughs> you're right. Exactly. You just... Yeah, exactly. Cutsy to the world. Wow. All right. Said, What's on your mind, guys, Mike? I'm going home. Yeah, right. Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> What's going on, Mike? Not much, guys. Not much. That was that was It's always funny. Yeah. Us. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's unintentional unintentionally funny and then we make yeah, it I funny. Wasn't trying to be insulting when I said firecracker. Yeah, but, uh. it, that's why I tell him don't do bits because he'll just come on and then Eddie and I create the bits around him. Yeah, but he's got. I still got to give him that. Well, now that's the what's the name of the show he's doing now? The Bird Brain stop the Bird Brain <laughs> stop the Bird Brain. Love yeah, it. that was Love well. Rich came up too. with it. Beat the Bird Brain. Beat, Beat the, the Bird, bird Brain. brain okay. Right. Yeah. Maybe we should turn the tables on him next time and we give him some questions because he, right. he thinks he's a trivia maven. Right. Yeah. So well, I, don't, I, I don't know what you guys were talking about before. Uh, oh, thanks for listening. Saying, no, got to eat, my man. Yeah. Got to eat. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. I know. I'm giving it to you right back. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm with hot. I'm, I'm <laughs> with you from uh, before you were. I think the last show we're talking about Bench and Lundquist. I I think it's time. He's got they gotta find a way to get rid of him and move on. I just don't know how they do it. And I'm 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 embarrassed as a fan to see him throw that elbow, like you said, that bitch move. You know, and it's just they got these guys on this team that are ready to take these guys' place. Like Prider's gotta go for Sheetle. Uh, Lindgren stays and Stahl's got to go, but it's – I noticed that they just play, except for last night, they play so much better with uh, Gorgiev in that than Henrik. Yeah, I mean, I think now what I was discussing with Jim, that maybe these guys can be used as a tool. Like, for instance, if Hayek or Lindgren doesn't play well, then Stahl steps in. Uh, right. kind of a, like more of an incentive guy because there's really no reason Mark Stoll should play other than maybe to, you know, kind of uh, uh, because of his contract. You know, you got to play a guy you're paying. 
but to justify his contract. But at this point, when you're developing a team, he should be kept on the outside looking in and a motivation for the young players that if they don't play well, they're not going to play. Quinn said it's, it's a meritocracy, and if you look at it so far this season, I don't think Mark Stahl's played well at all. Uh, he doesn't deserve to play. And I don't think Lundquist, you know, it's hard. It's a small sample size, but I don't like his attitude as a leader. It doesn't send the right message to young guys when you – it looks like, and it appears to me that he has a problem with losing – which, listen, I don't want to – I want a player who has a problem with losing, but when he's throwing all these fits and these diva tactics, I think it looks – it doesn't look uh, good as a leader. And I think Georgiev certainly has outplayed him uh, probably last year and this year so far. So Georgiev, by the meritocracy, uh, you know, uh, theory, should be playing more. And uh, hopefully that'll – That'll be Quinn's biggest battle is to actually say, listen, Henrik, you're not going to be here after next year. So I've got to get these guys ready for after you're gotten done with the Rangers. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that uh, it's time for Igor to get his chance. Well, he's playing very well in the AHL. We'll see you. You know, I would like to see him uh, getting, you know, and I don't know how much Benoit Olaire is uh, it's working hey, with hey, him down in Hartford. But guys, I, like I got to I, I gotta go. I got something going on here. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll see you later. All okay. right. No problem. Bye, bye. bye. But Michael Halleck under attack. <laughs> it sounded like it. <laughs> Trick-or-treaters at the door. Yes. Some late arrivals. Yes, Dennis Cronin is right. I think definitely his frustration, and it's starting to show more. He, he just listen. He's a highly competitive guy, but he had the decision was in his lap when he wanted to be around for this rebuild. That he signed up for it. So you be a man. You take your lesser role. You shut your mouth. You don't break your stick. You don't give me that uh, that 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 sad face of doom. That you're just happy with. You're disgruntled with every defenseman. It's not a good look, Henrik. It's not a good look. Not good, Bob. Not, not good. good Bob. Not good, Bob. <laughs> for, those, for those of you that watch Mad Men. Not good, Bob. Not good. <laughs> so. All right. We had it. We've said it all. We covered everything. <laughs> We've said it all. From soup to nuts. Right there. All right. We get uh, Doc Severinsen on here. Ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap up another episode of the Blue Shirt Underground Show. Thanks to everyone that called in. Thank you all for being here. The viewing party, November 23rd at Slattery's Midtown Pub. Rangers taking on Montreal. Come on out. Bring 10 of your closest friends with you. 10 of your closest enemies. We don't care. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Eddie, always a pleasure. Fantastico. Splendific, splendorific, magnificent. Once again, yes, Jim. Did it again. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys in a few days. We love you. Get out, everybody. Oh.